What was we that? sound good? You sound great. And you? <laughs> Am I okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everybody's okay. 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 Everybody's Fantastic. okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Phil Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Race for Rowan. We are the organization that helps families suffering through the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. I am joined by, as always, the ambitious angel mom herself. Say hello to the people, Bryn. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Great. I'm not going to ask about your weekend because you told me you didn't want to talk about that anymore. (laughs) Well, sometimes people are probably like, geez, I don't want to hear this. Why? I don't know. They want to hear about the goings on of the founder of Race Mm, for Rowan. I think they'd rather hear about Rainbow Babies. (laughs) That's true. They do want to hear about Rainbow Babies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode one, part one of a month-long series that I am personally very excited about because I I, I love babies, number one. (laughs) And then number two, I really love the idea of of families... Uh, like being able to have another child in their lives because of the of, of what they go through and the adversity that they go through. So we're going to talk about rainbow babies. Yeah. Can you define what a rainbow baby is? Explain to the people. So rainbow babies are um, the birth of a child after a family has already suffered the loss of an infant or a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so our rainbow babies really are a ray of light yeah. in our home after we've suffered the loss of a child. Yeah. Um, not only to mention October is Infant and Child Loss Awareness Month. Yes. We kind of wanted to do something positive and uplifting That's for right. this month. And there is nothing more beautiful than a new baby. That's right. After you've lost one. I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than a new baby in general, but our rainbow babies are so impactful for us in our healing and going through our grief. Um, And we want to just share that love and that light with our listeners. So we have a really great month ahead of us. Yes, we do. And we have a wonderful, beautiful guest today, Samantha Reese, um, one of our um, very first, no, she, she was about... A, a year or so in, but one of our angel families um, that we've actually served with Race for Rowan, mm-hmm. um, Samantha Reese, and she's going to share her story about her son, Wes. Yes. And also, um, she has a very, very elaborate story. What a story. Um, it's very detailed, so I'm not going to spend too much time giving you a winding, preview. A winding road of a, a very, life. Yes. Honestly. Um, her husband has also suffered the loss of a child as well that she's going to share. Mm-hmm. And then they together have um, a double rainbow baby. They have a double rainbow baby. Yeah. So pretty cool <laughs> story up ahead for you guys. Yeah. And um, like I said, our whole month will be filled with blessings and we can't wait to share them with you. Yeah. This is a part of a full months long uh, look at uh, rainbow babies. Yeah, I don't think rainbow babies even know the impact that they have on their parents. I don't think that they I don't think that they'll ever really get it. The joy that you see uh, from from these parents talking about mm-hmm. uh, their rainbow babies is, is 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 really fantastic. So what we'll do is this is a two parter mm-hmm. with this week we're going we talked to Samantha a little bit about her loss. Uh, and what made her decide to try again, mm-hmm. and some of the those stories as well, sort of the first part of her roller coaster ride. And then next week, we will talk more about parenting 
a rainbow baby with, uh, you know, sort of, you know, while you're still dealing with the feelings of losing your angel baby. So this is actually uh, part of a two-part series, and then we will have really awesome and inspiring uh, mom come on in a couple weeks from now, uh, internationally. She's internationally based. And then we culminate it with a very special guest that we will not spoil for you. Just to let you know, uh, it's a very, very special guest. I'm excited to have them come on to the show. I'm excited to have a very uh, in-depth conversation with our, with, our, with our third guest of the month. But this is very exciting. So <laughs> we're going to toss it to the interview with Samantha right now, and she's going to share the first part of her story. So here is part one of the Samantha Reese interview on Rainbow Babies. everybody so we are here with samantha reese we're talking about rainbow babies which is a very exciting topic to talk about it's super uplifting and positive and inspiring so i really love i really love talking about samantha thank you for coming thank you guys for having me yeah so anytime we have a guest on the first thing we like to do is ask the guest about your angel and share a little bit of your story of loss. So can you talk a little bit about your angel wes i definitely can so um my my story um, is kind of like a double part story mm. with both with mm-hmm. me and my husband now. Okay. Um, my angel um, is Wesley James, and he's my forever twenty month old. Mm. Um, that's kind of you know about half the time I tell people I have a twenty forever twenty month old. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, he was my first child. And um, I was a single mom with him. And um, he was an unexpected surprise, Mm. but he completely changed my life. I mean, children usually do, but he, like, took me from a person struggling with, you know, growth. And um, he just, he turned me into a warrior. And I, I never saw myself as Mm a as a warrior yeah. ever. And, um, so, uh, story was, uh, he was born in 2015 mm-hmm. and, um, he was diagnosed at six months of age with, um, very rare and aggressive brain tumor called ATRT. Wow. And so at six months old, um, uh, we saw this child fight everything like hardest yeah. chemo. Um, oh, man. What people aren't aware of is that in treatment, children facing battling cancer, basically, mm-hmm. they wow. usually get higher doses of chemo because yeah. their body can sustain higher doses. So they get higher doses of chemo than adult people. Wow. So um, I didn't know that. Yes. And his type of cancer, um, he had the highest dose of chemo. Wow. And um, the most toxic toxic of chemicals and um he did three months of that and it was constant like as soon as he was done with one it was to the next and then oh my gosh he did um eight weeks of focal radiation to his brain Mm -hmm. right right at the center of the tumor and then at the time he was just starting to learn how to sit up and all of his developmental goals kind of plateaued and then started declining. So um, because of his treatment, it took everything away from him. Like at first it was the inability to just eat right. So Mm -hmm. 
he first went on to feeding tube. Mm. And then because the location of the tumor, um, it like it paralyzed one of his vocal cords. And so it affected his ability to swallow. And um, that eventually led with the progression of chemo and everything like that. Mm -hmm. He uh, lost his ability to breathe, essentially. So they had to trach him and they had to also put him on a ventilator. So, I mean, every... It seemed like the major, like major body systems were taken mm-hmm. away one by one, yeah. and so it was also a journey of like you mm. are, you start a grieving journey as soon as yeah. your child is no kidding diagnosed yeah. with cancer, but mm-hmm. let alone like take away major functions yeah. one by right. one, and that was kind of how it went with him. It was it took away usually everything one by one until it mm-hmm. took the last part of him. And um, he fought for 14 months. Wow. And, I mean, he made it seem seamless. Like, wow. like he always, like, 99% of the time had a smile on. Aww. He'd flirt with his nurses <laughs> and, yeah. like... Every picture I've ever seen of him, he's smiling. He Just, was like, so cute. He was, and then he had his like little celebrity <laughs> visits from Chris Pratt. Aww. Oh wow! And then, um, we tried. So you know, Russell Wilson visits yes. Seattle yeah. Children's right. Blue Tuesdays, and um, we tried for like over a year because yeah. we were there, and um, I secretly had a big crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not That's so secret, awesome. but. Yeah. Um, so we tried to, you know, get the visit, and um, they did. They finally, both him and Sierra came. Wow. Oh, cool. And it was. That's amazing. I think about two weeks before he passed. Wow. Wow. So it was funny to me because they were in there and they did like little crafts that I had set up and stuff like uh-huh. that. And um, he was holding Wes's hand, and <laughs> Wes hated his hand being held. Yeah. Like, oh, really? he's yeah. like, don't touch my hand, peasant. Because we joked around. It was like mm-hmm. Prince Wes, and he had his staff, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, oh, like, yeah. entourage type yeah. thing. But yeah. um, you, he kind of, like, pulled away in the video. And, really? yeah, it was, I laughed oh, at that. Because it was that little last kind of shred that yeah. was him yeah. left there. And, oh. um and December 1st, 2016, um, was his last heartbeat in the mm. morning, 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not really a person of faith mm-hmm. um, or hadn't been, but there was a lot with the story of Wes <clears throat> where, and it was apparent on his last day where um, something told me to, like, it was just kind of this force where I looked down Mm-hmm. And he was in my lap and like, I saw his last heartbeat because oh. it was at a point where we like, you know, he, there was no more brain activity. We had to take mm-hmm. him off his ventilator and, um, and then he fought for another 11 hours, 11 wow. grueling hours. No kidding. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. And so I saw the last heartbeat and I just... I just kind of knew it was, and I took the stethoscope to listen, and it mm-hmm. kind of confirmed. And 
I then I don't know when, but I saw his soul leave his mm. body. Wow, I've never heard mm. this before. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yes. And um, you know, <laughs> not being really somebody of faith, it was mm. just, you know, I sat there and kind of questioned myself mm. a little bit after the fact of was that what, really what I saw? It yeah. was yeah. It, was it a state of trauma that my mind was in? But, you know, after soul searching, I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know yeah. that was him leaving. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it my was, gosh. That's unreal. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. That's beautiful. Yeah. And his dad was, um, his dad and grandma were in the room at the time, but we were, it was like, you know, we all took turns with Wes holding mm -hmm. him and um, letting him, you know, just until he was ready to let go yeah. and they were sleeping at the time. So I was, wow. I was kind of honored. I would not kind of, I was very honored that I, I got to witness his first heartbeat and mm -hmm. internally and, and I got to see the last, mm. yeah. like that whole journey is just always stays with you, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so, so last week incredible. we, yeah, last week we talked to, uh, Tracy Carly, who also had a uh, an angel who took a took a, a while to pass away. It was an accident, and then of course it was mm -hmm. it was uh, basically nursing her through that. Right. It was years, and we kind of talked about a little bit about the feelings of grief that you are going through right. while your actual angel is still here. Do you feel like? You also were kind of going through feelings of grief, you know, the five stages and all those sort of things while 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 your angel was here, while Wes was here? Or I, were you only focusing on just being here for him? I I was to a certain point. Um I but you know, I think more so I was just in that state of mind where I could not fathom that he was going to pass. Mm -hmm. Like you just dedicate every ounce of your being to like, we're going to fight this, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? And I remember when we had some, there was a, a point where we were able to bring him home mm -hmm. and his in-home nurse, um, they wanted to do a consultation with um, kind of end of life care. And I'm like, what, you know, just what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah know, let's not just, talk about right. that basically. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm like there's yeah. there's still you there could still be that unicorn treatment. Like mm -hmm. we talked about, you know, different cancer families would talk about the unicorn out there that there's oh wow gotta be something, you know, there's trial drugs that you can try and you know, it has some some positive effects and yeah. sometimes it can keep the tumor growths at bay. Yeah. His um oh, wow. when his we were doing his treatment, his he was pronounced no evidence of disease um, a little bit before Christmas, uh, his first year. Yeah. And then at the end of his tr initial treatment, they did the MRI and that showed that it metastasized down to his spine. Mm. So, yeah, yeah um, wow. it was can it's a cancer of the brain and spinal cord. So, wow. Yeah, what incredible. A, but what a strong little fighter that he yeah. was. Oh, I mean, yeah. just from what you've shared of how long his journey was and how hard he kept fighting and yeah, 
um, I love that he has such a like strong, happy spirit too. Yeah. Yeah. And that you got to witness that. Oh, for sure. It's so I mean, special. I, um, I've talked to you before, Bryn, but, um, I don't think like, I kind of feel like he had the purpose of being here a short mm-hmm. time. Yep. And I feel like, I definitely feel like he was an angel sent down to serve, like teach not only me, but mm-hmm. our whole little bean tribe, as we call, um, yeah. you know, because he's affected so many people. Yeah. And right. he's continuing to live on forever. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely something I've learned through this process of this podcast is Mm -hmm. the idea that like uh, they are they fight for as long as they do for a specific reason. Like he was here even after the diagnosis for as long as he was to do something. And the fact that you the fact that you guys have been able to find a little bit of that meaning or to to recognize that that's Mm -hmm. what you're looking for in in that loss. I think that's really, really huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you did, however, I mean, we have you on the podcast because we're talking about the concept of rainbow babies, right? which is um, which is having a child after you've lost a child. Mm-hmm. And so you, uh, I don't know if we're revealing anything on the podcast, but you are currently I, yep. pregnant, correct? Yep, and it is definitely. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want no. her family to be like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to find out through a podcast. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. No. Um, so I am 28 and a half weeks. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. And um, uh, as the story goes, this is also another rainbow baby. Wow. Um, so I'll give you a little backstory first. Okay. Because I can't tell my story mm-hmm. without telling my husband's story sure. as well. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Um. So I was, like I said, a single mom with Wes. And um, so how we kind of met was the day of his celebration of life. I had come back home and, you know, as you're just, you're just wiped. Yeah, of course. And I don't know, I hadn't picked up my phone all day and I just kind of glanced down at my messages and, Went through them, and there's tons of messages from everybody. And there's um, a message from somebody I didn't know. And so I just kind of looked at the top, and it was um, it automatically it caught my attention. Um, it was a guy named Adam, and mm-hmm. he had told me he's offering his condolences, and he was basically saying how if I wanted to ever – talk to somebody about grieving he was there and he knew he lost his wife and his son their first son um when she was 28 weeks pregnant and they they basically it was a long thing where they grew up together and Mm -hmm. they were Mm -hmm. together for 11 years and it was kind of their miracle baby and she basically um, passed away at 28 weeks. She had an aneurysm on her spleen. Oh, wow. And just brutal. he, it was one of those horror stories you hear where, gosh, um, both baby and mom are lost and yeah. he lost Colby first. And then about 
six, eight hours later, he you lost, lost Stephanie. Wow. And a little side note on that. The nurse, our favorite one, like our favorite nurse was there working the morning that Wes passed. Her name was Stephanie and she went to take him on to, so she was the one to take him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I much later had met, well, and met Adam and come to know about Stephanie and mm-hmm. I had this, um, meeting with her. I, visited her at her at the graveside and um just my like where you have that soul connection and Mm -hmm. I asked her to be Wes's mom up in heaven and it would just makes me so sat there and bawled (laughs) just because I really you know so I feel the connection of that there was some meaning Mm -hmm. with a Stephanie taking him for sure yeah yeah, and taking him, protecting him. Yeah. So, so I um, was compelled to answer this message that night, and um, you know, I didn't really wasn't really thinking of it anything, mm-hmm. but we um, we eventually met, mm-hmm. and the day that we first met was the day I first started to grieve, because mm-hmm. truly grieve, like. I was in that shock state. I -hmm. felt like a warrior that had lost the battle. Yeah. And I just was ambling around, you know, didn't know. And he probably felt like a safe place for you to finally open up because he understood your pain. Oh, he was. And it was kind of like sometimes in grieving it is easier to open up to a stranger mm-hmm. than somebody yeah, you know yeah that's interesting yeah i always feel and we've talked about this when we met um but i think i feel like i have to be the strong one for my family yeah. so yeah. i don't necessarily open up yes you know and let out the grieving in yeah. front of them because yeah. i don't want it to trigger them to be yeah. you know even though I want them to be grieving and doing that, you know, in a proper way, I think it's harder when you're looked at as like the rock of the family or somebody that, you know, you're used to being strong for everybody else. Exactly. And if you crumble, then they crumble. Yeah. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? And That's interesting. So I totally can and relate I was the to that. Front, I was kind of the front runner person mm-hmm. because I was Wes's mom and, yep. right. um, and everybody comes to you. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I, I felt that, um, but, you know, it kind of felt more so after that it was because he was who he was. And we totally think that Stephanie was up there yeah. saying, because he he admitted he creeped on my profile. Because <laughs> we had mutual. That's love today's yeah. day and age. Yeah. Right? That's right? Creeping on the profile. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we had uh, friends in common on Facebook. And, um, yeah. and he was too shy to approach me. Yeah. And... This was Stephanie kicking him in the butt saying, hey, dummy, go talk to her. (laughs) Did you feel like there was like an instant, was there an instant connection between you guys? Or did it actually take some time for you guys to recognize that you were going to have a partnership? I I think there was um, just, he was such a gentleman and... um, Well, and clearly compassionate and caring if he's going to reach out to you. for sure. For sure. And I'm not the only one that he reached out to. He's reached out to um, so many people, men and women, not Mm -hmm. he's not, 
you know, some lady creeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But um, people that have lost children yeah. or people that have lost their spouse. Yeah. And um, what a double whammy he's been through. Yeah. I, he lost his whole world. Yeah. 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 And I lost my whole world because mm-hmm. that's. That's what you had. Yeah. I mean, he was my only child. And so um, we, I think we hit it off at the beginning, but I feel guilty and I feel sad that my grief has taken away from being able to fully enjoy the beginning of our relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. or just the the beginnings of it. Like, because when we met, we got married six months after. And A, he thought he would never marry again. And B, I never thought Mm -hmm. I would marry somebody after only being with them for six months. Right, right. Yeah. And it... It had kind of put a lot of gray on that. Mm -hmm. And he was also facing um, some other battles while we started going out. Like, not only was he protecting me or just offering me a place to grieve and just kind of opening up himself. Mm -hmm. um, Because he was in a state of anger for a long time. Right. And family and friends had noticed that. And... um, and they had come to me and saying, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for giving us back the Adam we knew before that is wow. so much mm-hmm. happier and yeah. able to be himself. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And um, his mom, um, long story short, she ended up passing away five days after we got married. Oh, my gosh. Just like one thing after another. Right. You guys have just right. had yes. such a hard road yes and i just you know i yeah so it's um man if you didn't have each other though that would how hard (laughs) no kidding i know and we're we're just the two goofiest people like in nature (laughs) that and we're pretty easygoing that um it does it has kind of turned us into stress balls you know yeah um we you know, there's so much more anxiety, but um, I'm so grateful for him. And um, basically, with our story, uh, we were married six months after, but we mm-hmm. found out we were pregnant three days before we got married. Oh, no way. <laughs> yes. No way. And Or I found out three days before. Yes. Then you revealed to him on a podcast. My idea was almost kind of close. Yeah. Um, I sat there and I was thinking like, how am I going to tell him? Like I want, we both were trying, you know, we both wanted to fill our arms Mm -hmm. with. So there was never any, there was never, you didn't feel any hesitation after Wes passed and he didn't feel any hesitation after the passing truly. Cause it sounds like you guys both wanted. Wanted. Um, There was anxiety for sure. Um, But we both, like, I always wanted to give Wes a sibling. Yeah. And uh, I knew he'd be a fantastic big brother. And um, Adam's always been somebody who loves children. And it just completely, meeting each other just changed us. We were just completely different people after our losses. Like, yeah. the old 
versions of us died mm. with our lives, like wow. our yeah. loved ones. And um, we became new people and we knew we wanted children mm-hmm. and there was definitely a lot of anxiety there. Right. Um, and once I became pregnant, um, you know, we we tried to just kind of talk ourselves down through anxiety and right. worry. And there was this one stage during my pregnancy where we got over the 28-week hump, mm-hmm. which obviously caused was, was him a, pretty, a lot fairly, of... Yeah, fairly yeah, big milestone for him. Those numbers can really stick out, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation where I'm like, see, honey, there's, I'm glad there's nothing to worry about. We're still doing really well. And then like two days later, I had to go into the emergency room because I started bleeding and I just felt God awful. Like trying, we're trying to like reassure each other. Although we're both like super scared scared out of your mind. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell we're just like, you know, tightly wound balls of nerves, mm-hmm. but we're just trying to be strong for each other. Yeah, yeah. And thank gosh, it turned out to be nothing of worry. And um, we delivered our angel or our rainbow, our rainbow baby, baby yeah. our double rainbow baby, we call it because yeah. of both of his loss of Colby and my loss of Wes. That yeah. is a double rainbow baby. It is a double rainbow wow. baby. I love it. <laughs> so and we, we like made like little candies for our nurses and mm. had like double rainbows. I like drew double rainbows <laughs> oh, on yeah. them to yeah. hand them out. Yeah. Just did you share your story with the nurses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what was cool also were the sissy signs I saw the week before the week of Emmett's delivery. Mm-hmm. There were crazy storms. It was at the end of February. Mm-hmm. And there were crazy storms going around town in Centralia. Mm-hmm. And there were rainbows everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Okay. I love it. Super cool. It was it was so cool. And then especially the night of um my water broke and we were heading our way into the hospital mm-hmm. and uh, it started snowing. Oh, and oh wow. How they say, you know, snows like angel kisses. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, That's I so was like, cool. Oh my gosh, it's it's meant it, to be. Yeah. It's right. So, so cool. Yeah. That That's is so, so special. awesome. And That's amazing. We <laughs> naming Emmett was hard. Um, we just had a hard time naming him. Yeah. But the middle name was the easiest decision for us, and we wanted to honor, like, uh, middle names have kind of been an honoring system mm-hmm. yes. in our family, both with him, unbeknownst to me before, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. So his middle name is C.W., and that way he doesn't have to spell out Colby Wesley, yeah, but it's yeah. after his two brothers. That's, That's great. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. They're... And that you both have a little boy. I know. You know? Yeah. 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 Another little boy. He, oh, and he's, he's just the smiliest little baby. And which really saved us in really hard times because. Exactly. The grieving process continues. And I had a child, you know, shortly after my loss of my first child. Yeah. 
or became pregnant anyways. And so I think the grieving really kicked into high gear with those pregnancy hormones because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they oh, yeah. don't let you hide anything. Right. Like mm-hmm. they're going to make you bring it to the surface <laughs> level and deal with it. Yeah. And um, Emmett was born February 22nd and Wes's birthday is March 16th. So yeah. I had... Emmett, and then three weeks later was Wes's birthday, or should have been birthday, yeah. anyways. And um, that was that was a real hard one. Yeah, it's a really hard. Absolutely. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That as well. <laughs> yeah, I I fought with that, and yeah, yeah. And how old is Emmett now? He is two and a half. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so did you? Because you mentioned that your husband did have some trouble with that 28-week sort of milestone. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it, it it probably, you see it coming from a mile away. He's probably thinking about it the minute he finds out that you're oh, pregnant. Oh, yeah. Did you also maybe have some of those feelings when you got to about the same time <laughs> period that with Wes where you found the diagnosis? Were you kind of nervous about that too? Yes. Yeah. It was one of those things where you just feel the dread building up, but you mm-hmm. don't know you can't don't know how to deal Why? with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and too. Yeah. It kind of surfaces. Oh yeah, it's it's about that time. And um, I think I've been able to just enjoy more of Emmett's every small moments. Yeah. And um, once we approach that twenty month mark, it. It was just fascinating to me. It kind of helped because they're polar opposites. Okay. Oh, they are? They okay. are. Oh, I was oh, wondering. Oh, my gosh. They yeah. are. Yeah. Um, Attitude-wise or look-wise or both? Both. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. Emmett okay. looks nothing like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks exactly like his dad, yeah. which okay. I completely love. Yeah. You know, Adam didn't get to have anything with Colby. Okay. He... Um, when he saw Colby, he never got to hear him breathe or hear him cry. And um, I just love being able to watch all those moments he got to make with. Yeah, that must Mm -hmm. have been a stunning moment for for him to be able to see to see that to to the to the Mm -hmm. to actually happen. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, is is fantastic. And it still is. I mean, probably both just cherish every single moment. Oh, yeah. With that with that. That's super cool. Oh, yeah. And just probably every milestone stands out. It really does. You know, because it was also, there was stark differences Mm -hmm. between the two developmentally because Wes was going through chemo and it halted his Mm -hmm. development and at a certain age and Emmett just is a perfectly normally functioning Mm -hmm. boy and, um, I, when he was a really little baby, I would get worried with, he had a big head. He was born with a big head. And that always worried me because there is um, kind of like a common thing with kiddos with ATRTs. They have like the big head circumferences. Okay. Oh, wow. And that always worried me. But. His pediatricians were really good in yeah. reassuring me. Right. Yeah. 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 
All right, so that was part one of our interview with uh, Samantha Reese. We decided to cut right in after the after we went over the segment with her. It's a really great way of of kicking off, like you said, Child Loss Awareness Month with something that's a, that is uh, hopeful that kind of shares the feelings that 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 happen to someone when they lose a child, especially the way she did uh, losing him losing him to really a brutal way to go for you know he he had a brain tumor and then you know it lasted it lasted a significant amount of time her being in and out of the hospital so uh tough tough uh tough tough circumstances but to see samantha be able to bounce back and and still try is really cool kind of inspiring yeah yeah to find a to find a different path and to find a new purpose out of her pain Mm -hmm. and um to keep fighting yeah keep going forward yeah um and again, the, the idea of like she talks a lot about her husband and mm-hmm. and how much uh, and how much she leaned on him, especially given his own circumstances. Yeah. And you've talked about it a lot before, but the notion of like family ha- being able to get through this with somebody else is, I think, really huge. They have a really powerful love story. They do. I mean, they should have a, a movie. They should. I, I, I loved her story. Yeah. Um, and how special that he you know, equally found somebody that he can, you know, confide in. And we've talked about it before. I think it can be even harder for a man to express his feelings and talk Mm -hmm. about his grief and for him to find that in Samantha. um, It just like warmed my heart that they have each other and that they've got to experience um, the joy of, you know, pregnancy and another baby together. Yeah. Really, really cool to help kind of, help their pain yeah. and like a new baby doesn't ever take away or replace um, their losses, but it brings so much happiness to their home. And I just can't get enough of rainbow babies. Yeah. That's what makes this month really cool. Mm-hmm. Very excited about it. So, well, we, we thank everybody for tuning into this week's again, we'll have part two of our conversation with Samantha next week, which focuses a little bit more on how to parent or the feelings that come with parenting your rainbow baby mm-hmm. And, and sort of the anxiety that comes with that a little bit and, and all that sort of stuff. So we'll talk to her a little bit. You'll, we'll air the second part of that interview next week. Uh, stay tuned for that. Really, we would love for you to share this with, uh, with friends that you know that might be going through a loss, not even just the loss of a child, but we ha- we've even had folks on who have had you know, other losses in their lives. Just an opportunity for people to, to hear this and, and, and reach them, and we appreciate any of the support that you can offer us. So uh, l- uh, like us, subscribe to us, leave a review if you want, and, mm-hmm. and, and share with anybody that, that you'd like. We, we love doing these, and we'd love for people to hear them. So that's this week's podcast on Rainbow Babies kicking off the month. We really appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you next week.